Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, welcome back to Board Games Daily. It's episode 181. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks so much for tuning in today. It's Friday, so that means it's What Will You Play Friday. We will be talking about the games we hope to play over the weekend, as well as we hope to hear from you and hear what you're playing this weekend. We want to know what's hot out there, what's hitting the tables, what's getting game time. So let us know. You can do that one of two ways by either using the voice message feature if you're listening here on Anchor, or you can head over to theologyofgames.com slash BGD, and there you can click on the Write the Show button. There's a little form there. You just fill that out, leave some comments there, and we can then read it on the air, and we'll talk about it uh, here on the show, which is super, super cool. We don't even ask for, well, we ask for your email address, but it's not required. We're not data mining here. We just want you to converse with us about board games because we like to do that. All right. The other thing you can do is if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Google or Spotify, wherever you're listening to the show, we would be so, so grateful if you'd subscribe to us, give us a rating and a review. That helps other people like you find the show and uh, keeps us hopping in the uh, search engines and all the algorithms and so forth. And of course, if you really want to be a big part of the show and what we're doing here, you can head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon, where you can be uh, a part of our Patreon community, become a patron, and we will show our gratitude by sending you some very, very cool promotional items that we were graciously provided by some pretty awesome folks in the industry. All right, that's enough of the commercials. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get on with the show. We've got, like I said, What Will You Play Friday coming up, and uh, Scott Firestone weighs in with a few games that he played on his Tuesday night game night and tells us a little bit about those, including Crossfire Zero Day and Istanbul the Dice Game. All right, stay tuned. Let's get going. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyOfGames.com. Coming to you today, uh, it's Friday and I realized I never talked about what I played on Tuesday. I don't know if anyone enjoys that, but I enjoy talking about it. So, a friend and I got there and it was just the two of us, so we played Hannah Makoji, which is a great two-player game that's similar to Battleline in many ways. And we played a game of Shadowrun Crossfire, or I guess it's just called Shadowrun Zero Day. This is a two-player game set in the Shadowrun universe, but um, very abstracted and mostly, I would say, just the cyberpunk um, side of it. It's like a Netrunner 
uh, theme, sort of, where you're trying to set... It's not asymmetrical like Netrunner is. You both have the same exact set of cards, but you're trying to influence a set of cards that are out on the table. So you're playing cards to put out um, your control markers onto pieces, and then there are other ones that can move people's pieces or your own pieces. So it's kind of a tug of war where... Oh, let's see. If, if he puts one there, then I can play these cards to move those two influence markers over there. Claim that card. Get this reward. Blah, blah, blah. So it's a bunch of taking cards and taking tokens. And then the tokens are only worth points if you get certain other cards. I'm not explaining it very well. But it's a pretty cool little um, two-player tug-of-war. It's out on my shelf forever just for no good reason. But And when we started reading the rules, it was like, oh, man, I'm not understanding all these terms and... I mean, it very much uses this the kind of cyberpunk netrunner, uh, you know, flood of terms that you're maybe not familiar with. But once you get into it, it's very, very straightforward. You could play this with um, with even like older uh, kids, like you know, ten or eleven. I haven't played it with my ten year old yet, but I'm sure he'd be fine at it. And since you're all, you're both using the same cards, it's just kind of a there's a little bit of luck because if I get a certain combination out, I can I can maybe win that card but still plenty of decisions to be made and uh, it just feels like a nice tug of war so shadow run zero day is one of the things i played on tuesday and i'll come back in a little bit with uh talking about another new game to me istanbul the dice game so stay tuned bye hey folks Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com, coming to you with, I guess, the second part of my game night recap. I already talked about uh, Shadowrun Zero Day in the last episode. So we also played a bunch of party slash social deduction games. So we played Time's Up a couple of times. We played Werewords five times. We played Secret Hitler twice. And then one other Euro game. Those were all not new to me, but this was new to me, was Istanbul the Dice Game. Now, Istanbul, I'm a big fan of that game. It's by Rudiger Dorn, who uh, designed my very first Euro. Or the, uh, I guess I played two on my first night. One was High Society by Reiner Knizia. The second was Goa by Rudiger Dorn. So, I have a soft spot in my heart for Rudiger Dorn, but I really like Istanbul, and I wondered how the Dice Game would be. I'm not a huge fan of Dice Games, they don't always translate well, I think. And this one is an okay success. Basically, other than the fact that you're competing to get gems and the first one to get X number of gems, depending on the number of players, wins uh, triggers the end game. Other than that, the games are really nothing alike. So you're on your turn, you'll roll your, roll your dice, and then you'll use them and combinations of them to spend to buy things. You might buy a good. You might buy a wild good. You might buy a card that gives you some benefit. You might buy um, money. And so then you're going to turn all of those things in to buy gems whenever you can. And as with Istanbul, things get more and more expensive as you move along. So if I buy a gem for 10, the next person has to pay 12 for that gem, etc., etc. So it's a game of trying to get there first and trying to get your resources first and uh, be able to pay the, the least amount you can to get those gems. So one of the problems, obviously it's a dice game, so there's going to be some luck, but I felt like in a 
in a dice game, rolling dice is important. And there were, uh, you can get these bonus tiles that give you certain powers. And one of the ones that came out three times in a four player game was one that gives you a whole extra die. That's a great thing. It was available for me a couple of times when I rolled and I did not roll what I needed. It was available when the other people got, uh, were rolling their turns and they did get it. So uh, that really bothered me. I know it's just, it's a, a lightweight game. It's a dice game, but all three of the other players got an extra die and those three other players did better than me. There are tons of other ways that that could have, reasons that that could have happened, but it's really difficult when you're rolling uh, one fewer die than everyone else and it's a dice game. <laughs> so uh, I had a little bit of a problem with that. If you like lightweight dice games, this is, it's really solid. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I liked what you were doing. It's certainly faster than Istanbul, the regular game. But uh, for me, it, I don't, it just didn't, it rubbed me the wrong way that first game. If another game didn't go quite that way, I might not feel the same way, but um, there's always something for you to do. So I don't mean to think like I rolled and was like, well, I guess I do nothing this turn. It is a game where you're always going to have something you can do. And so that's that's a big bonus in my book. So Istanbul, the dice game gets a thumbs up from me, but with a caveat of you have to be okay with some luck of the roll. So that's it. It's Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you later. Bye. It's not just Friday. It's what will you play Friday? Use the voice message feature on Anchor or tweet at Theology of Games and let us know what you'll be playing this weekend. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily. This is AJ Skipstad. We heard what Scott played Tuesday, but it's time for What Will You Play Friday? So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the games that we've been um, trying to get to the table and hopefully uh, get those games to the table tonight since it is What Will You Play Friday. Now I've got a different kind of game group coming over uh, tonight than my Monday night game group. Monday night game group, they're okay to hang out till like midnight, one o'clock sometimes. I don't know what we're all doing because we're all in our mid-30s and 40s and, and I, we all have like mostly full-time jobs. So I don't know what the heck we're doing staying up that late, but we're enjoying it. And so uh, I'm willing to do it as long as they are. But this game group tonight is a little bit different. Um, these are guys who like to play games. They like to play maybe a weighty game here and there, but they don't necessarily need to be immersed in heavier, weightier games throughout the evening. Um, guys on Monday night, they could they could care less. I can I can play Caverna and then I can follow it up with Scythe, so it it doesn't matter. But uh, these guys tonight, we're gonna play. Um, we're probably gonna play a worker placement game. All of them are into worker placement games, and they seem to be games that uh, most worker placement games seem to be pretty accessible. I have not met a worker placement game yet that is too. Uh, too hard to grasp the concept of and just too hard to wrap your mind around. I would actually say, and I already mentioned it, Caverna, I would actually say Caverna is probably one of the heavier ones that I've played and even that for these guys would be okay. 
But I, I'm betting we'll get a worker placement game to the table. And I absolutely know that we will get Croak and Ult to the table. All four of the guys there tonight, myself included, I'm one of the four. Uh, we love Croak and Ult. Um, play it quite frequently. So that's one of those lighter games where we can talk and chat and laugh while we're playing. And uh, not that we can't do that with other games, but Crokinole just is just, it's just fun. It's just fun. And so we're going to probably play Crokinole. And I will probably get some kind of lighter weight game going. I'm hoping something like High Society, perhaps. Um, I can't guarantee. But maybe High Society, maybe something like I'm the Boss, maybe... Um, I don't know, uh, Biblios, something that's kind of like almost like a filler game, um, maybe a little bit greater than a filler game, but it could be anything tonight. I don't know what these guys are going to want to play, uh, but I'm excited because I know I'm going to get stuff to the table and I'll definitely be talking about it in a day or so to come so that uh, you can find out what we're playing. If I had to guess what worker placement game we're going to play tonight, it would probably be Stone Age, which I'm getting a lot of flack from uh, Firestone and Jeremiah right now about because I still love Stone Age. I think it's a great game. I think it's a good uh, entry-level worker placement uh, game. And, and when I say entry-level, I mean a lot of people play this game and they say, oh, I, I want to I know more board games. I want to experience more. And I really believe that this game still does it better than a lot of other worker placement games. Viticulture, although a great game, it just doesn't have that brightness to it that I think um, Stone Age has. Lords of Waterdeep, again, although I, it's a fantastic game, better in many respects than Stone Age, doesn't have that bright, happy, come play this game kind of feel to it. And there's a couple other worker placements that just fall into that category. They just don't have that bright appeal. Now, Caverna, although it does um, have that appeal, it's just a little bit too heavy for entry level. So uh, I might get Stone Age to the table tonight, and I would not be upset if I did. I know this is a game that just made its way into the collection of one of the guys who's coming. So uh, that might be one that we're playing tonight. But uh, I've rambled on way too long about what I might be playing and why I might be playing those games. So let's hear from uh, Firestone and Jeremiah, and let's hear from you. That's it for now. Check you later. Happy Friday. All right, everybody. Jeremiah here with my What Will You Play Friday segment, and... It's a big mystery of what I'll be playing this weekend. Hopefully, I've got a couple games uh, that I've been really taking a look at on my shelf. One of them is actually hitting retailers very soon, and it's called The Awakening Layer. It's from uh, Rather Dashing Games, and it's kind of a cool little dungeon crawly kind of game. I haven't really cracked open the rulebook that much, but it looks like fun. I remember seeing previews of it at Origins last year, and uh, I got a hold of a copy at Origins this year, and it's finally available for uh, retail very soon. So I hope to get that one played and do a little review here and of course over on the site so hopefully that'll hit the table soon i've also been trying to get uh most wanted from north star games on the table as well hoping to uh, get that one played i think that one will be a fun one for me and the boys to play and i think uh i i think it'll be right up their alley so those are the two games that i'm really hoping to get played uh, of course i've got a pile of games that i always want to try to play but uh, those are the two that are kind of sitting atop the heap at the moment 
What are you playing this weekend? We'd love to hear. Use the voice message feature, tweet at us, or go to board game or <laughs> theologyofgames.com slash BGD and click write the show. Let us know and we'll talk about it. All right, stay tuned for more. We'll be back. Board Games Daily. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyOfGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyOfGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.